This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with The Things That Are God's, Sadducees and the Resurrection, Whose Son, Widow's Offering, and Destruction of the Temple. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. This is the day which the Lord has made. From the rising of the sun to its setting. In the name of the Lord, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. In the name of the Lord is to praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Exodus, chapter 16. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month, after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine, flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. And when the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each of you, as much as he can. You shall each take an omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. This is the word of the Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath. 
Catechism, page 326. What is the sacrament of the altar? this written? What is it? That's the question. If holy baptism is the sacrament of initiation, the sacrament of the resurrection, then the Lord's Supper is the telos, the fulfillment, the completion of the resurrection. And the two go hand in hand, baptism and supper. We are washed, and so we live. The telos, the point, the goal, the end, is communion with Christ and with one another. Not for now or for a little while, but for all time, here and in the new creation. But what is it? And why does it matter? The question is not unlike the question that the Israelites had as they left Egypt. They had gone through their own resurrection. They had gone through the waters on dry ground. They had gone from death to life, from slavery to freedom, and now they lived in that new life. But of course, that didn't keep them from having problems. That didn't keep them from grumbling against Moses and against the Lord. That didn't keep them from longing for the flesh pots of Egypt. And so even though they had seen the Lord rescue them with a mighty hand and they had gone on to live, they were not satisfied, even on the other side of their own resurrection as a people. And so they grumbled, they complained, they were afraid, even still. What is it that God is going to do for his people? 
Well, to begin, he doesn't strike them dead. That sort of seems like a mercy to me, frankly. He listens. He hears their pleas and their cries. Even though they had just witnessed this all, they were still weak and afraid. And he heard. And so it is that he gave them manna and quail. No matter that they grumbled, no matter that they did not deserve it any more than they deserved their resurrection, it wasn't about what they deserved. It was about who he is and what he has come to do for his holy people. But you can imagine the people as they got up that morning and seeing the coriander seed-like, frost-like stuff on the ground, and Moses saying, as it were, here is your salvation. Mana? <laughs> what is it? It don't look like much, Lord. <laughs> In fact, I don't even know if we're going to make it through the day with this. Give us this day our daily bread. And he does. He makes provision for them. He loves them. He gives them this gift. And this gift which seemed like nothing. But in this, nothing is everything. For in this gift lies God's love, his provision, their future, their hope. But it was hidden. No question about it. What is it? It's the Lord's work, and it is mighty, but it is hidden. So what is it? It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine instituted by Christ himself for us Christians to eat and to drink. What it looks like is not much. A little wafer that honestly doesn't even look like bread, far less the body of our Lord. A sip of wine. And yet hidden in this is the very body of our Lord Jesus Christ, his resurrected body, eternal life, the medicine of immortality now given to you and to me. Baptism is where it begins, and this sacrament is where it continues for you and for me. It's hidden. We can understand the what is it question, but it is there. Jesus Christ our Lord, for you. Amen.
us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Christian Church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O God, for our redemption you gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy. Grant that all our sin may be drowned through daily repentance, and that day by day we may arise to live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you.
Let us bless the Lord. 